10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird! It's a plane! It's... There's no need to fear. Hey everybody, welcome back to Super Black, an all-black panel podcasting experience where we talk about all things superhero, past, present, and future. From Marvel and DC to anime, there is no stone we will leave unturned as we take a deep dive into the genre of super-powered individuals and the worlds they inhabit. I am your friendly neighborhood host, Zuri Washington. I use she, her pronouns, and you can follow me on IG at Zuri with a fringe on top. That's Zuri with a Z, not Suri with an S. I'll leave it to the rest of today's super panel to introduce themselves. Take it away. Hi, everybody. My name is Omar Washington, he, him. And uh, you can't follow me on social media right now. My pages are private, but I will rectify that soon. But in the meanwhile, you can catch me here. Hey, everybody. My name is Jamal James. Uh, pronouns are he, him, his. Uh, you can follow me at the Jamal James on Instagram, uh, Twitter, or Facebook. Hey, good morning, everybody. I don't know what time it is for you, but I think it's morning all the time. It's Richard Harden. <laughs> he, him, his. You can follow me on Richard underscore Harden, H-A-R-D-O-N. It's spelled different, but it's me. Um, Instagram, Facebook, I'm all over the place. Excited. <laughs> Hello, everybody. My name is Jason Williams. He, him, his pronouns. You can find me on Instagram at Blue Ranger 83. And don't forget to follow the podcast itself on Super Black Podcast on IG, or you can follow us on Twitter at Super Podcast. And now that we are all assembled, let's get started. So today on the show, we actually have a very special guest. She is an actor and a producer. You may know her from her riveting performance as Jamila Olsen in the last two seasons of Black Lightning on CW, which is now thankfully on Netflix and I can watch it over and over and over again. Um, or you can find her on the most season, the most recent season of Hawkeye, which hopefully we'll have more seasons so we can see her some more. But she just played Wendy Conrad, which was our lovely lesbian LARPer, um, <laughs> who was also bombshell, spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> uh, by the time anyone's listening to this, hopefully everyone will have caught up on all the episodes of Hawkeye. Um, oh no. But, uh, no, she didn't, nothing happened. She literally, it's in the second episode, so. <laughs> If you missed it, too bad. Um, <laughs> um, but she, coming up, in, oh, sorry, that's on Disney Plus BT Dubs. But coming up in 2022, you can catch her in Devotion, starring Jonathan Majors and Glenn Powell. And so without further ado, panel, can you please give a warm welcome to Adetinfo Thomas? Hi, everybody. Thank you for having me. Hey. We're so happy to have you. Um, yeah. I, I'm so glad that uh, Mari was able to connect us. Um, and I was so excited when I saw you, <laughs> when I first saw your character, like you were just Wendy. And I was like, oh, she's so cute. Who's that cute lady? Who's that, who's that cute lady with a wife? Oh, I'm so happy. I don't know what yeah. that <laughs> So um, yeah, what, tell us what, what it was like um, 
shooting on well first let's start with black lightning because i saw mm -hmm. some of your um your pics of like doing your hair for jamila and getting all mm -hmm. those cornrows done every time you had to be on set every, time. <laughs> every, yeah. time, every day how long did that take um i would come in a couple of days before i was shooting and they made my hair for like two hours like nothing crazy wow okay. dream but um <laughs> the dream. and it's it was it's super it was actually really nice because the whole hair department was black so it yeah. wasn't yeah. oh no, please leave my edges alone or no don't use that here's some dr miracle like <laughs> they really were like you know it was like okay girl how are you doing like yes right? it yeah. felt really good yeah and and was that that was shot in atlanta yeah like yeah. ancient shoots here in Atlanta. Yeah, you're you're local in Atlanta, right? You've born yeah. and raised. And also, just I'm gonna keep wondering this: Is Richard Omari's dad? Yeah. Okay, Omari. I was like, I know him. Hey, Hi. Been on TV there. She is. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> again. Probably since Omari's like graduation party, but hello. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, I was I, I was really I wanted to ask you about like how the experience was because it looked amazing to just having a black hair department is key when you're on set. And so I can only imagine it was just the time of your life because it would be the time of my personal life. Um, but yeah, so but yeah, tell us more about back backstage at Black Lightning. What what was that like? Hmm. It was I learned so much. <laughs> I was like, how do I phrase that? I learned so much. I was really, really lucky to, fun fact, have been on the crew of Black Lightning. I was a oh. uh -huh. casting, mm -hmm. um, and I'd been I'd been uh, um, auditioning for Black Lightning every season, multiple episodes for years. So I didn't think anything of it when I auditioned for Jamila. Only then to find out while I was in a production meeting that I was Jamila. So, <laughs> but it was also nice because everybody was rooting for me. Um, yeah familiar with a lot of the people and I think there's a lot of a lot of benefit to have worked in several different departments in a film production because so many people walk in and they're like you're welcome here mm -hmm. um but so many other people's jobs are so much harder so it's great that I yeah. have the opportunity to PA on that but I've also you know been a stand-in been an extra been a photo double so to get there and be on in front of the camera was also very scary, if I'm going to be honest, if you're going to be the true, true, I was super anxious um, because I didn't want to let anybody down. And I think the also the beauty of then knowing the crew is that they were rooting for me. And uh, it's not theater. If you mess up, they'll just do it again. And if you mess up, they'll just do it again. And if you mess up on a different part from the last time, they can just cut them together. So like, there was no there was no failing. And I think being able to learn that mm. in, in a place where I knew people who were rooting for me was such a blessing. And I'm super grateful. Yeah. Also, I, it was very black. So that's also very comforting as well. Sure. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So you, you kind of mentioned already like how, how you got started in some of these shows. So how do you feel like going, you know, you're doing one superhero show in Black Lightning and then you go to another one in Hawkeye, like, what is that experience yeah. like being part of this like superhero world? Like we all kind of fantasize about being mm -hmm. superheroes as kids. So like, what is that like getting to actually be those characters? It's actually really exciting because compared to being born magical or having some sort of superpowers bestowed upon you through insects, it was a scenario where somebody who is in the community is taking it upon themselves to do something that's right. Mm -hmm. to I mean, 
I know Hawkeye technically um, started off as like an assassin and Black Light um, and want to call him Cress. Uh, oh my God, what's the name of the dad? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, um, Jefferson. Cress Williams. Jefferson. Yes, yeah. Jefferson. So the two of them, you know, did an, end up finding their their strength and their hero dumb ways, but it was so much about giving back in a very immediate way. And I think that was super empowering. Also, the fans are very loyal and very excited. And there's very few people who are just trolls for no reason. So mm-hmm. it was it was cool to go from the DCU, DCCU to the MCU and know that I would be able to like go to cons and like know both sides of the, of the team. Rivalry is funny to me, but also somewhat justified, right? Like yeah. there's merit in every argument. So it's really, it's cool. <laughs> I saw also, you know, such positive notes, but it's actually really exciting. Yeah, yeah, I love Say that. that. You're, you're a pan-dimensional entity now. You exist in both universes. Like <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and somebody actually pointed out to me that I'm technically also in the Walking Dead universe because I've been a zombie on the show <laughs> and a couple times. So I was like, I'm in the DCU, the MCU, and the TWD. So like, no, yeah. <laughs> was that was that a lengthy makeup process for that? Yes. Um, yeah, it's not you? it's not too insane. A lot of the um, zombies you see, like in the background, some of it's just airbrushed. If they're further back than that, they started putting people in masks. But the last time I was there, if you're right in front of the camera, it's two, three hours of prosthetics. And then wow. back out. Wow. And then what's wild is that because I have such like a sharp haircut, you know, the fade back here is, you know, mm-hmm. edged up. Um, they had to put me in a wig or they would just have to really mess up my hair. So often they're reluctant to make me a hero zombie, as they call them, because they had to like do, do so much to make me... Um, Grotesque. Okay. Oh, <laughs> oh, you said I'm so cute. So <laughs> I was too beautiful to be a zombie properly, so they had to really. So that's what they that's what they clarify as a hero zombie. Yeah. So the if you're right in front of the camera, you're a hero zombie. Ah. Uh-huh. So that's what it was back in season seven, like one through seven. Verbi- like hero zombie, you're not saving nobody. Right? Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> But you're a hero to the other zombies because you know you get screen time. Because you get screen time. <laughs> Go represent us, Doug. You know, like it's it's yeah. a team effort out there in the hot sun when you're wearing like flannel in July. Yes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so obviously you're an Atlanta native. Tell us more about the scene in Atlanta. I know it's like popping. Um, like I I have not made my way down to Atlanta very much. I'm a New York City girl. Oh, yeah, um, my city. <laughs> but um, what's the what's the scene been like for you in working um in Atlanta for as long as you've been? How how, how long have you been working for? Um, I officially like stepped into the industry yeah. with the agent in 2016. Okay. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. But I will say my family moved here in 2006. I actually grew up in LA. Oh, so it just happened to be that we moved to Georgia and then like two years later, they're building all these, you know, yeah. Um, repeat your question. Sorry. (laughs) What's it like here? It's great. Um, (laughs) it's nice to be somewhere where I don't know if you guys have moved a lot, but anytime I've had to go, New city. I'm always like, damn, is there a hair salon that I can that I can go to? So the representation here um, is very comforting because if it's Thai food, if it's uh, you know 
Indian movies in the Bollywood movies in the movie theater, like all of that is so accessible because oh, in Atlanta proper and the perimeter, there's so much diversity and inclusion. Um, but the diversity isn't just racial, it's also religious and things like that. Um, as for the industry here, it makes things more accessible, but I think people underestimate one Atlanta talent and how hard it is to also be in the industry here. Anywhere mm -hmm. you go, you have to get to know the casting directors. You have to then build your um, reputation with them. You still need to find reps at that. Um, mm -hmm. So it's just like LA and New York in that vein, but I think because the pool is a little bit smaller and there's so much that they're filming, it's more likely that you're gonna get a one line on the resident um, right. versus you being in LA. It might take you five years to do that versus maybe a year and a half in Atlanta. Not because it's any easier, but just because you're able to get in front of more casting directors and there's fewer casting directors so they can all know you. Right. No, I'm glad that you gotcha. said that because I just recently went to LA and I, mm -hmm. I know people will talk often about like how different each um, city or Market. each city mm -hmm. from Atlanta to DC to Chicago to New York to LA, like where the people say like, ooh, go to act. And what I found is that like, yeah, there's there's differences. There are like um, architectural differences, but like <laughs> when thinking like there were people be like, ooh, LA is very vain. I'm just like, I don't think it's any more vain than than New York or anywhere else. Like just people, like the architecture of the place is different. You still have to work. Mm -hmm. You still have to put your butt to the pavement. You still have to like treat it business. You still have to like work on your craft. Like, I don't think that that's just because of the city. So I was just like, mm -hmm. I'm glad that I, I, I have moved around a little bit. No, please, please. No, I was just gonna say, I will say the one thing about Atlanta is that the quality of life is better. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. To have, you just have like one part-time job and then be an actor versus New York, you'd be waiting tables, walking dogs, and like babysitting. In LA, it's the same too. You drag know, me, drag me. Drag me. No, I mean we've all been So you have the opportunity here where you know if you're doing those same three jobs, you might be living by yourself in a one bedroom versus in LA, you still might be sharing a bedroom with somebody else. Mm -hmm. um, I will say the quality of life is better. I feel like the pace is a little bit slower as well. So it doesn't feel so competitive. People are actually really supportive of each other. There's so many people in Atlanta who will book something, will be in a movie and we're just like, Atlanta, bow, 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 like we're out here. <laughs> gang, 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 gang. Like it's, it's, it's not as cutthroat, I think, but it, that also is a Southern hospitality thing. Yeah. But you set the tone for what you want. And I think yeah. LA, LA for so long that people come in and they've had to struggle for so long that by the time you start doing it, they're a little bit jaded. And I think here, what's really helpful is that you're doing self tapes. So you're not in the room and you just sat in the lobby with 12 people who look just like you. And it could be either any one of you because it doesn't really matter. Here, you know, you're putting in your tape, you don't book the thing and you see who did it. And it was like some older Asian man. And you're like, oh, good for him. Like, that's what's. <laughs> like, oh, this is a lighter skin version of me and that's why I didn't get it. Right. You know? mm -hmm. So I, there are definitely nuances, but I think it's easier to find peace as an artist and not feel so like your soul is being drained yeah. here than if you were in New York or LA. But I think there's also higher status things that you can do in New York and LA. I didn't answer the question the first time very well, but I have all this new stuff to share. <laughs> but what I will say is they book a lot of co-stars out of Atlanta, which is like, you know, under five lines, maybe just a page of dialogue. 
And then often they'll do, they'll fly people in from New York or LA to do guest stars. And of course, the series regulars, the top tier people are being cast out of those cities as well. Right. What's now happening, and um, Jamila and Wendy are a good examples that they're starting to trust Atlanta actors to do guest work, um, guest star level work, and then seeing the benefit of it because we are already here. So you're not flying people in. You can just use the local talent because the local talent happens to also be phenomenal. Speaking of Jamila and Wendy, um, my question for you, it's just, it's fascinating to me that in the two years- I feel like I know where this is going. Go ahead, go ahead. No, in the two universes that you're in, you play lesbian characters and that's amazing, the representation that you have been able to, you as, a, uh, as an actress have been able to give to these, flesh out these universes. Not mm -hmm. that uh, Black Lightning has always been good about that because from the beginning, Anissa has mm -hmm. been gay. That has never been a big deal um, in the universe. But it's just, it's amazing to me that in the two things that I've seen in the last like year and a half I've been watching, right. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, cool please continue doing that. I hope that, like, yeah. that keeps happening for for whatever apparent reason. But what what do you have to say about that? Like in terms of? I think it's so archetypes in the industry are real. Sure. Um, it's very easy to be typecast because people don't have, they don't have to convince you of what's happening. Yeah. Right. So I would also argue no one said Jamila or Wendy were lesbians. Fair. I think they're more bi slash pansexual person. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. Loki could get it as quickly yeah. as three. Like, so let's not, <laughs> let's not, limit, let's not limit it. The love. I'm right. Yeah. <laughs> but I think if I was really to be succinct, I think it's because I present very confidently and I have short hair. And they're like, mm, likes. <laughs> That's it. You know, so I also get um, I audition a lot for cops and mm -hmm. like FBI agents and lawyer too, because it just reads very like professional, clean cut, strong. And that confidence carries across. So you were so pushy in Black Lightning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Sorry about that, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. No apologies. Man, that's my bad. Your mama didn't give you your own bad? My bad. <laughs> well, and I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but once upon a time, there was a line where Hawkeye is like, and give, give Wendy her bag back. But they took it out, so like, uh, I guess I never got the bag back. That's right? what I kept thinking. I was like, she never got this bag back. Like, we need to start a campaign because I'll start it. I was played. <laughs> I they promised me. I'm glad that you pointed that out because I was just like, my brain thought, I guess she gets it back listen, later. I don't know. If you don't get the, <laughs> listen, I think that this is just an origin story. You didn't get that bag back, so you said, "Fuck you, Hawkeye. I'm coming after you and yours now." And that's what's gonna happen. Juggling balls. <laughs> wait, wait. Has anyone? I want to before you even talk about. It, has anyone here not seen all of Hawkeye? Anybody? I have not seen hey. any. Wow, Omar. I have wow. Not seen wow. No, I, I, I can't I can't talk about no spoilers at all. Do you feel bad about yourself? You should. What is it like to feel irrelevant? I don't feel bad because mine was for a good cause. Okay, mine was for a good cause. I was catching my family up on. Every single Marvel movie, so I didn't watch Black Widow or anything 
until just yesterday because we had to catch up on everything. And I don't want to watch mm. Hawkeye without watching that. So it was for a good cause. So I don't feel bad. I know you have kids. I know you have Hawkeye's kids. Next. They're young. You there. But I'm also like, you should have, you should have, you should have yeah. just stuck it for yourself, man. Yeah. You watch everything for yourself. <laughs> just, just, Did just you watch away. it all in order? Like oh, in I've, order, I've watched them all in order. I've watched, I've watched them all as they come out, except recently. So, but yeah, mm -hmm. with, with the family, yeah, I watched it in the order that they were released. No, I mean the chronological order of like time. So you'd be starting with Captain America. Marvel. No, in chronological order. Mm -hmm. No, I, I I watched them in in order of release. release order. With the kids. Too. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, because yeah. they said they said that it messes with the uh, the um, the after credit sequences. Like it oh, spoils yeah. some things for movies it if does. you do that. That's why I I, yeah. I whenever I've shown it to somebody who's like, "Ooh, I want to learn a little bit about this." I'm like interested in the Hulk or something. I'm like, "All right, you gotta watch it in release order because you you will screw yourself if you watch mm -hmm. it." Completely. I think that's fair for a first time around watching it chronological order might be confusing, but but before Endgame, I watched it back in chronological order, and it was it was very oh. fun to see the growth mm. and to see what was going on and to see. How many things they had to retcon to like make sure that this made sense? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so can I ask a question? I, yeah. I feel like you maybe get asked this because you're in both universes. Like, I don't want to get you in trouble, but what universe do you prefer? That was kind of my question. <laughs> but, okay. like, you know what? I feel like I can say this because they killed Jamila. I prefer. <laughs> But I always have. I always have. But I, but I've always uh, rooted for MCU. I've always like, oh, the movie came out. Let's go see it in theaters. I'm so excited, so ready. When I was bought in, when Iron Man came out, let alone the rest of it. Yeah. But with the DCU, I think it was a harder sell for me. I also have an older brother, so I think he was more Marvel oriented and like the x-men and things like that um and that animated series versus you know what batman was doing <laughs> were you just as interested as it um when you were a kid we, we talked about it ourselves about like what was our origin stories for like comic book characters mm -hmm. that, was that i'm you? ashamed to say but i'm willing to admit that i haven't read many comics um i'm on the same page so don't worry but, it's a, but i've oh. seen a lot of the animated series um mm -hmm. and i think I mean, X-Men, right, is an allegory for like diversity and being people of color. So it's like, or people of the global majority, I prefer that phrase. <laughs> you watch that and you can identify with that. Um, I feel like when it came time to flip it on his head, I never really watched like Wonder Woman. I think that also wasn't on TV for me to see in the first place. <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite uh, comic book character that you like, that you align with? Hmm. Like the character as it was written or the character as it was presented in a project? That's a good question. Um, I guess as it was presented in a project. Okay. I really ride hard for Lupita's character in Black Lightning. I mean, Black Panther. <laughs> oh, Lupita um, was in Black Lightning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was the fifth season. Uh, too bad, you know? Too bad. Um, <laughs> no, I, I really appreciated. I'm. I am so nihilistic that it circles back around to optimism. So I <laughs> like Killmonger and Thanos, and I'm like, ah, he's making a good point though. Okay. Yes. So watching, so watching Lupita. I wish I remembered the character's name. 
Um, but watching Nakira, something like that. Dark skin and beautiful. But watching her advocate constantly for what was right and being the butt in the ear and being the the person that was like, oh, I know this is uncomfortable, but this is what we need to do because where integrity lies. I very much align with that because I will every day bully somebody into being their best selves, whether <laughs> they want to or not. So like, that's my jam. Oh, that's my jam too. Uh, I feel you so hard on that. Yeah. Um, she was um, she was Nakia in Black Panther. Nakia. Nakia. Thank you. Now along those same lines, this is um. Oh, oh please, yes. Oh, oh. oh, this this combination of your background because knowing you've got all this live theater professional training, mm -hmm. yeah, converting to the camera, what was that like for you? And then, mm -hmm. what part would you be in Rogers the musical? <laughs> okay. Well, the second question is hard. Um, I did find it a little difficult at first. Um, and I remember actually getting an audition while I was still in grad school. And the framing was like me sitting in a chair and the camera was like five, six feet away. Reality in a self-tape audition is like, this might not be tight enough. Mm. For what they're asking for sometimes. So that kind of rookie mistakes where I didn't realize what I needed to be doing. And then also a lot of the physical training that you get, a lot of the technique isn't necessarily as applicable on camera. Because some things it's like, uh, you, you. I remember learning how to create a, a body for a character. You could change the way they walk, you could change the way they like hunch their shoulders or what part of they bo their body they lead with because that'll tell you if they're sexual or really brainy, like that kind of stuff. But then it'd be on camera if you're just right here. Mm -hmm. 99 times out of 100, they actually just want you and what you are like, um, already fitting you into some archetype. But when it gets to the more cerebral, the more indie especially um, stuff, then being able to do that character work, I feel becomes more of a luxury because you have more text to work with. Because nobody cares like about my backstory if I'm serving Robert Downey Jr. coffee and I walk away and you never see me again. Like no one wants me. Here's <laughs> 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 your coffee. And it's because my dog just died like before I had to. Nobody cares. That's not the point, right? So, um, doing the the in that the really intense actor actor work doesn't really mean anything until you get bigger opportunities. And I think mm -hmm. it's hard to adjust to because I wanted to be so detailed in who these people were. And then you get the characters that then you don't book it, and then you're like, ah, there's that Asian man. Good for him, you know, like. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ooh. And then part two of the question, Rogers the musical. I would like to think that Rogers the musical, though it's during like attack on New York, might span all of the like twelve year canon that we have so far. Sure. That's the case. I jury because I look just like her, and I think that's why I wasn't cast Black Panther to begin with. So I want my redemption arc. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's happening. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the answer. That's a great question. <laughs> I won't lie. When I saw that sequence, uh, like I was like, "Oh, this is really, really cool." And then they like were playing around with with Clint's like feelings during it. And then I was like, 
I don't know if I like this sequence anymore because I felt where I was like, oh, it's so personal. Like, mm-hmm. it's sometimes, like, even being in New York and watching a musical, like, where I'm like, ooh, I see all the work here, but, like, mm-hmm. the substance is gone for me, like, because I'm just seeing so much flash. But, mm-hmm. like, for him, I was like, ooh, you traumatized, bro. He is yeah. traumatized. I'm like, I, I, a part of me is like, I know, like, I would see articles on, on, on uh, the 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 internet, and I'd be like, "Ooh, I understand people really love that Rogers the musical. It could happen mm-hmm. from part of me. It's like, I don't know, bro. You might be going to some yeah. hard place where I'm like, you're not giving the seriousness of like what actually happened and how people died. I'm just like, Ugh. but honestly, that's often a lot of content. Mm-hmm. It's like this is the real thing that happened, but like people don't want to watch that, so let's. <laughs> some sex and jazz it up like yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, a lot yeah. of things that's true i mean because hamilton as lyrically amazing as it is all the people in the ca- original cast especially were incredibly talented but when you really think about who the founding fathers were like can i cuss on this on this podcast oh yeah go fuck those guys like they're <laughs> okay. all people, right? <laughs> but like when hamilton's playing you're like crip walking to like the to the, because all of the songs are bops, so it's hard <laughs> to go like this is the history, but to make it entertaining, you might still retain what's happening, but we might water down the real impact of what these people have done, mm. and that becomes tricky. And I think there's a moral responsibility there to either give context for real, for real, mm. or to own up to the fact that you're not being true to the story. So for Clint, I can't imagine how traumatizing that was to like. Mm. Walk your best friend, because people forget that at this point, Tony's also dead. So you're watching this guy like on some ripcord, like man, Iron Man. And you're like, that was like this dude died to save the entire universe. Yeah. Like, why are you? And then not let, to, let alone his best friend is gone. And then they made him some like guy in a cut off t-shirt. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I That's what I'm like, I don't know if I would actually like, I would, I'm, part of me would be like, I don't know if I would want to, want to watch Rogers the musical because of this very this, this yeah. traumatizing point. Like a part of me was like, oh, I don't know. Nah, I flip tables on the way out. I'd be so mad. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a friend that was uh, said something because people were like, the production value of this musical is so bad. I don't understand. And I and someone responded and said, I saw Superman the musical in Chicago, and I'm gonna say it was actually not that far off from no. what they did. So <laughs> I believe that. And that's unfortunate because sometimes too, sorry, I could I could go on a soliloquy about all of this. No, no. I know they did the same thing with Spider-Man and I don't think yeah. that ever really got to get off the ground, no pun intended, because of all the injuries of people trying to like do this up the ground. Mm-hmm. I really this didn't is, mean for that to be I, the word for <laughs> Can I just say really readily, <laughs> I superheroes don't sing. That's just my opinion. Mm. It's so weird to me to watch <laughs> superheroes sing. I, I, I just, I don't, but, I don't understand. I, yeah. But can't they also have Unless like their power. characters, you know? They can, they can, but it feels weird to me because musicals are in this already fanciful mm. world, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. It's like, you're going to take like Spider-Man, for instance, we're going to take this, you know, web shooting, slinging, and he's saving the world, and then he's going to stop and sing a song. Like, I know that, like, it, mm-hmm. it just feels... Mm-hmm. But that's why Bono wrote the music. <laughs> <laughs> to give it and that it, realism. it fixed it. It fixed yeah. everything. I, I do, I no. do regret, like, 
the the the, the idea of like stressing your your disbelief or when you mm -hmm. that when it comes to theater i think it's not as conducive for superpowers or superpowered stories as animation yes. or as because you're already suspending like, belief yeah i think thing. that there's like yeah. that's where i'm like hey this is actually not the medium where it needs to be you put it put it where it needs to actually be because like i don't want to when it comes to powers when it comes to genuine like actual mm -hmm. like yo I'm, I'm cool with like a practical or cgi set to help this keep this yeah. story up. like i don't want to i don't want to have to suspend so much and that's like I have a lot of theatrical training. So a part of me feels like I'm betraying something to say that, but I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm also a comic book nerd, like from like five years old. So like, let me, let my, let my There's super, a place in a time. Super. Yeah. There's a exactly. place in a time, place in a time. Yeah, yeah. But I will say I would pay actual money to see a scene with MJ, played by Zendaya, mm -hmm. Yelena, Florence Pugh, and Haley Steinfeld as uh, Kate Bishop, because the three of them well, two of them have, have like number one singles. People forget that they have mm. pop stars true, at some point. True, and true. then um, Florence actually can like pull out a guitar real quick and sing to you. Like it's, so I, I would love for the three of them, like, you know, Destiny's Child style to just hit one mm. randomly. <laughs> I like Man. it. Florence, we would be it. upset, but we would also be grateful. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm mad, but it's beautiful. I'm mad, like, Ugh. <laughs> oh, why do I like this so much? Yes, yeah. I can't help it. <laughs> so, I, out of tempo, I know that you yeah. also are have been doing a lot of producing recently. Mm -hmm. um, what are some projects coming up that you're really excited about or that you've done in the recent past? Um, I did a project called Clean Slate with my film partner. Oh. Um, sci-fi which i love in a sci-fi about black people because they like they just really forget a thousand years in the okay. future apparently we don't exist you know what i mean so <laughs> we set out. this thing in the very immediate immediate um future but the tech is there that makes it sci-fi and it's just i don't like to write very much because it takes so long and i'd rather like make somebody else's story and like get the content yeah. out but when we really sat down and put that story together um I'm really proud of what it turned into. And now it's in the festival festival circuit. And we just got into a festival like Barcelona. So I'm like, oh, oh somebody wow. else liked it too. <laughs> thank God That's for Jesus. Awesome. Like, no, thank you. Um, I don't know, you know, like, I don't know. I'm, I just did it and it, it worked out. So I love that story because it's also um, the partners are both like, the cat were cast to be African as well like really in love and fighting for their love and it's a healthy love you know like that kind of stuff there are a lot of key points we were able to hit um that aren't often in the media as much as they should be so are those are those the stories that you like to tell do you like to tell like sci-fi like fantasy yes. type stories yeah well sci-fi specifically sci -fi, okay. um but I think there's always a world for fantasy because being Nigerian and being Yoruba, I think there's also the the room for magical realism as well because you can't then ignore that Ifa exists, right? So there might be a time where, where you see somebody go up to like a candle and like, you know, burn a feather. And I'm, I don't know if that's actually a thing. And I mean, I'm saying this with full respect, but like do whatever and then move on, but you can't ignore that. That is imbued with power because the person believes it. So, mm -hmm. Sci-fi though, this is yeah. short. Yeah. Sci-fi is my thing. <laughs> uh, is there any way for us to see that? Yes. Yeah, um, eventually, we'll be able to release it, but while right. it's 
um, in the circuit, we can't because yeah. some places want it to premiere at their festival. Like that's gotcha. the first time it's playing in Iowa. So if it's somewhere accessible, then that kind of takes away the opportunity. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I know you mentioned uh, that you're, you're Nigerian. What does Adetinpo mean? It... <laughs> it's my favorite translation is the line of royalty has been ex extended. Oh, okay. That's, nice. That's why I laugh. It's like super grandiose. Like my parents were not pulling punches. No. So, <laughs> so if you have an African friend at home, if you have a Nigerian friend and you're watching this, Ade is a prefix that means like wealth or crown or like um, abundance. Um, ting is like uh, is or exists more. Mm -hmm. And then Bo is more. Like okay. excess. So my name means like wealth is here in excess. But when I asked like some auntie, she was like, the line of royalty has been extended. And I was like, yeah, okay, I'll go with that. <laughs> like that sounds prettier than what I said. So go, go for it. <laughs> can, you, can, you say your name, can you say your name as it's meant to be pronounced, I guess? Uh, Ooh, I'm going to try and I'm going to get dragged for this. But um, Black Twitter be nice to me. It's <laughs> Oh. Um, Ooh, that's beautiful. But imagine that, like a mouth of a four-year-old. So, like, it's only recently that I've under I understand the intonations because people sure. don't realize when you talk about like Japanese, it's a tonal language, but so is yeah. your mm -hmm. the OKO um oko, depending on how it's pronounced, means wife, husband, or car. I'm not work. Knife. I said knife. Right? Knife, husband, or car. Knife, one word. Okay. So if I'm like, I'm gonna go get my oka, like either we're about to fight, still fight my husband, <laughs> or I'm gonna go get the car so we can go somewhere. Like, which one is it? Wow. It's, it's, it's a lot at stake. So when I did that episode of Legacies, um, where mm -hmm. where um, you know, they go back to like 16th century Nigeria and we're speaking Yoruba, which is nerve wracking. Um, we had one of our other cast members who's an older auntie to us because deference is real. She was like, okay, you're pronouncing this word wrong. And I'm like, okay, thank you, thank you. Because it really needs to hit the points or people who are Yoruba are listening and it doesn't make sense. Right. Right, okay. That's yeah, That's that reminds fair. me of, uh, I think I was reading Born a Crime and Trevor Noah was talking about something similar because he speaks like a thousand languages. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, amazing. Your name is beautiful. So thank um, you, thank, thank you. you for I really like us. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I know that um, you had mentioned to me that uh, Devotion's coming up. When when did you film that? It was actually filming during the time we were doing Hawkeye. Um, oh, okay. Wild, because I also did a commercial at the same time, and I think another project. But because I wasn't there every day and I wasn't in every episode, there would be times where I had downtime and it aligned well enough that I could then go get COVID tested, have the fitting, and then now I'm in this project. But if it was dope. We were in Savannah for a couple of weeks, actually. Wow. Can you oh, tell us anything God. about that project? I mean, I know it has- Yeah, Devotion, it's based on a book. Um, the character Jonathan Majors plays uh, is a fighter pilot in the Korean War. Um, I, I take such pregnant pauses. I was laughing. It was going to sound so intense, and it wasn't. Um, <laughs> it's a period piece about um, this fighter pilot in the Korean War and his experience being a black man to ascend to that position. And then his um, squad was like, and how him and his family, his wife, you know, 
dealt with that and existed. Wow. Okay. I imagine it's going to be really beautiful. The script is great. And it's Sony. It's a Sony project. I think the budget was like $90 million or something crazy. Wow. And then um, the the cast, it's like Joe Jonas, Christina Jackson. Like it's a lot of really like highly talented and then known people. Wow. Yeah. So I'm excited. And that yeah. comes out sometime next year. I saw something that said maybe or like in springish, but then I saw something else that said August and yeah. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they really don't tell us. Like I might see that in theaters for the first time. Like <laughs> we'll see how important they think I am, and then that'll di dictate when I get to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Since since with your forays into the superhero world, uh, have you been to any cons ever in your life, like comic cons or? I never have had the opportunity because things never lined up well enough. Sure. Um, no one's reached out and asked me, though, if you ask me, low-key, I'd probably go to every single one. Um, bring me out there and pay me to be there. Okay. <laughs> so I can pay my bills, too. Like, I'm going to sign all the autographs. I'm going to take all the like everybody to officially come to Dragon Con. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> a whole different experience when you know where to get the food and yeah. how to get your beverages into the venue. Mm. Okay. Oh, secret. I, I'll have you as security. <laughs> I would like to know who you'd like to dress up as if you were to go to a Comic Con. First oh. time. First time. So, two different characters come to mind immediately. Okay, three. Um, <laughs> one being a, a, the Ador Ador Milaje, obviously. Yes. Obviously. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Um, and what's funny is I feel like my hero costume in Hawkeye looks like the Dormelage color. I was like, y'all do this. Oh yeah, it does. Um, the second character I would love to be, I don't know if you guys have read um, Children of Blood and Bone by- um, Yes, yes. Ooh, what's that girl's name? Uh, She's Nigerian, Tishi Jiraba. Tommy. Um, I'm looking Tomi. it up. I'm yeah, tell us, tell us. I don't want to say that last name because I'm going to mess it up. Uh, here it is. Oh, Tommy, uh, Tommy Adeyemi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm, I know I'm gonna botch yeah, that. Yeah, Tommy It's a really beautiful story. Um, and the lead girl, though she is like a teenager, has like stark white hair and like these really colorful clothes. And I feel like that would be a cool one to do. And oh, lastly, growing up, funny enough to get circle back to another, another question from before, I've always wanted to be Storm. Mm -hmm. The Halle Berry storm, and then they went back in the past and did um, the younger version of all the X Men. Yeah. Um, you know, Storm dark skin did. Yeah. Uh, dark skin I must did prefer this complexion choice. You're right. This should be so. Redone. So I've always wanted to do that, um, but I also heard so much of the discourse if they were going to bring them um, in a new Storm in the Black Panther story, because obviously mm -hmm. Storm, depending on which version you're looking at, get married. But of course, he very devastatingly lost Chadwick. So it's like, okay, what? Where are they going to go with this? I don't know if they brought in a storm or not. But I feel like the pressure would have been probably too much, or more than I would have wanted. And also, I bet my name was not on a short list for that because there's <laughs> women in my like age range um, that look similar to me, or we have a similar aesthetic that could have done it instead. I love that you said Storm. I we were yeah. talking about our origin stories, and she was definitely part of mine um, mm. growing up. So I love that you said that. I feel like Storm held it down for um, dark skinned kids and like black kids in general. Like she was like yeah. the one that kind of held it down for us. So and 
I think also, sorry, this is going to get kind of weird, but I wonder if she has like a, like a uh, scratching kink because there's also a version <laughs> where she's with Wolverine. Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, wait, hold up, Storm. What you doing in bed? No, I was like, I did not know where that was going. Yeah, I was, I'm sorry. I took it there. But like, no. I knew exactly where you were going. I was like, Storm, what is this? Tell us. Well, it's okay, we're open. Precious metal is all of that shit. No judgment. I was just like, Wolverine, you should just pick Storm instead of like pining after someone who's never going to love you. Yeah. <laughs> <Ever>. <laughs> like seriously, you're never gonna have. She's never gonna marry you. You're never gonna be a boyfriend. It's just not gonna happen. You can have yeah. that fall, but like she's gonna choose Scott every time. Just be with Storm. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's better than fine. It's better than fine. It's better than fine. I think. I think you when it comes to Storm, Storm has not been like. She's so amazingly. She's. Oh. So powerful, and I don't think that I don't think the movies have ever given her enough time or yeah. enough justice to see what that stifling. power is. They was, gave yeah. because wasn't she the one of the most strong? Yes, <laughs> most strong. Most one of the strongest X Men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was. Mm-hmm. If, if that, anything, she alone could have fought most of the villains. But mm-hmm. and so they told, and let they a black woman her, be the savior. Right? Yes, well, they reduced her to shocking a frog in the first movie, and Not once that. I saw that, it was like, okay, yeah, <laughs> I guess we know where this is going. Right, right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, I representation that. matters. Yes, yes, it does. <laughs> Especially when it's executed properly. Yes. Um, speaking of representation, kind of, uh, is for Black Lightning, mm-hmm. um, when it came to Jamila Olsen, was that officially like a Jimmy Olsen, like, retcon thing in the universe? You know? I, I always wondered about that. <laughs> I, no one's ever said so to me. Uh, When I started crossing over into the Flash universe, I was Mm -hmm. like, would I get to meet Jimmy? Am I? And then people (laughs) were like talking about it on Twitter and like tagging the writers, but they neither confirmed nor denied what was going on there. Though I wish I knew the answer. That would be awesome. Yeah, it's just just so like Jimmy Olsen has like, of the non-powered individuals Mm -hmm. in any universe, mm-hmm. Jimmy Olsen has just one of the most popular names aside from like Lois mm-hmm. Lane, obviously, and mm-hmm. J. Jonah Jameson and some of those, really the newspaper people, it's the newspaper yeah. people <laughs> <laughs> um, that anybody cares about. Yep, that, that helps. Let's see, I had another question about, um, oh, when it comes to Hawkeye, have they talked about a season two at all? I, I just I just haven't looked up to see if they've announced anything about it. Great, I, can I love that. confirm nor deny. I love that answer because it's an answer in, on and on itself for me. Anyway. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, great. I mean, um, I would love a Tom Holland today. I would love. Yeah. I, I would love one. Honestly, it's good. I really yeah. I, I good so I'm looking forward. We to had it. a great time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys. Really it definitely looked like it. Yeah, it yeah. Like thank it. you for that. There's been a lot of support of the LARPers. Um, because they are the everyman, and they are also um, they are also first responders. Though they kind of sprung that on us after we got cast, I will say. Um, and also, I'm just saying so that it becomes canon that these ladies are bisexual. I that's technically the case, but it is it is now? And also, so it becomes canon. Wendy Conrad is on the bomb squad of the NYPD. Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense. She's cool. 
you know. Uh, have you ever LARPed before? Or do you are you interested in LARPing now that you've gone through that process? Oh, I totally do it. I would totally do it. I don't know anybody who does. Um, I've also tried to, well, I haven't tried that hard, but I have tried to join um, like the ongoing games of Dungeons and Dragons. I know some of my friends, but LARPing would be very fun, I think. And I would love to start. I know they do it up Get here. Together, we can do it. <laughs> okay. I know they do it up in Fort Tryon Park, um, but I don't know when. I, I remember when I used to live up sure in Inwood. Yeah, because there's a whole castle up there. Yeah. So I will say, oh, though, I will say that I worked at a Renaissance fair. Um, yes. I, I was at a Renaissance fair for like four months, like six years ago. And what's funny is that my character was loosely based on uh, uh, Denai Guerrero's character. And the, yeah, there you go. My my sword they put in my back like it was a katana and obviously based on Michonne. Oh, oh nice. yeah. And then of course I named my sword Okomi. I had to stop watching The Walking Dead after season six because I got mad. Uh, I watched <laughs> it was, I watched it was the beginning of season seven yeah. and I got mad. I, I completely understand that. Yeah. What season Honestly, are they on now? It was season, season 11. Okay. 11? They're about to end, right? Yeah, they're about they're, to end. They're ending they're with 11, I think. Oh, okay. Ending okay. With 11. I think they're ending with 11. I, gotcha. Yeah, I stopped it. I stopped um, it. And then there's eight. movies coming. Mm -hmm. oh, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Steven Yeun's one of my, I mean, he's an incredible actor and he's such a good person that imagine that being the biggest flex in your whole life. You kill off my character and like 16 million people stopped watching the show. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, imagine that. Thank so, you, thank you for speaking for me, please. Where <laughs> I was just like, I was like, you, you. The thing is, it's like the thing is, I knew it was coming because I, I read the comics. I, I'd read the comic, but my yeah. problem really was like, it, from a showrunner perspective, season six ended in a way where you're like, oh, let's let's bring in Negan, let's do this all this like someone's gonna die. And you're like, okay, great, and then someone dies, you don't know who it is. So you got to wait seven months. Right. And then not only that, in the first episode of season seven, they killed two people. And I was like, this doesn't feel like you're telling a story. This feels like you're fucking with me. Stop it. And I was like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Because like, it's The Walking Dead. Mm -hmm. We've walked a long time. The dead are still here. I'm like, <laughs> I feel like I'm not getting any joy from this. I'm just depressed. Mm. I actually don't need this right now. So you just, you just, you mess with me. I'm good. I can watch something else. <laughs> no, that's, something else. that's genuinely fair um, because I don't like when they really get you to invest in a character and then just for shock and awe, um, they're mm -hmm. pulled out of the show. Cause then you, I mean, obviously the stakes are higher for all the other characters. So you're like, oh my God, any, anybody can die. What's going to happen next? Right. It messes with I trust, and I think a lot of us, trust. there's trust involved yeah, it's just, it's in these relationships ask, because there's so much time is being spent. Yeah. Don't don't you think, though, that was what they were, I guess, trying to build in this world anyway? Kind of like a, a, the way Game of Thrones is like nobody is safe. Like, yeah. I felt like that's what they were trying to do, but it, I don't mm -hmm. know that they established it enough in the first six seasons to to get that kind of payoff and to get what they wanted with those yeah. characters being killed off. I, what I would say, and to that point, I don't think killing uh, Glenn was the issue. I think it was how gratuitous the violence was. Yeah. 
on the show but it was like okay he's dead i don't want to keep watching this spike baseball hitting this eyeball like please pull away from this mm -hmm. but it, it felt a, a term you use in theater is masturbatory mm -hmm. and I, at that point people were like you've already killed a character we really like and have been rocking with since the first episode and now you're just rubbing it in my face that he's dead yeah I think that's yeah. why a lot of people were like I'm good because if this is what you're gonna do, I don't need any more of it. Right, that's fair. Yeah, my heart is like I, I like I already deal with like life can be quite hard. It can be quite right. Hard. I'm just like I understand. Like I was just I was expecting him to die. I get that, mm -hmm. but there's something about the choice of like not letting you know, then making you wait, then mm -hmm. the goodness of it. Like it was like a wham bam together where it was like I I actually don't feel I don't mm -hmm. feel actually getting a story anymore i don't think i think that you have taken some time to just mess with your audience and that's where i'm like i'm out i can watch and those are absolutely the layers on the cake the icing on the cake of why i was too traumatized to keep watching is because while they're filming season seven trump was elected mm. um, i can only do so much yeah. we have yeah. things be so traumatizing my real life and then on my tv screen so mm -hmm. that was a lot of people but the weight was too much to be able to handle both i think a lot of heavy shows lost a lot of viewership during that time that's true. people couldn't handle um that's real they stopped making yeah, black people couldn't handle it yeah they literally stopped for that reason they were like, mm -hmm. they're like I, I seen a billboard where it was just a, a mirror and i was like well <laughs> <laughs> Y'all fucked around and then found out, so I guess we don't need to make it anymore. <laughs> it's like when the onion was like, we can't make, uh, we're we're losing right. money because we couldn't write this shit. Like <laughs> it was the same with black hair. They're like, we don't want to add to the to the sadness. <laughs> well, I know that we're coming toward the end of our time here with you, mm -hmm. Adetunpo. Um, but I wanted uh to, to give you the opportunity to let people know uh where they can find you on the interwebs. Um, I am Adetempo, that's me, on uh, Instagram and Twitter. I technically have a Facebook page for my acting work, but like, and um, I technically have a YouTube channel, but like, eh. so Instagram, Twitter, Adetempo, that's me. Amazing. We were, uh, it's been so good to have you. We're yeah. so happy you could join us today. You are this our is so first, happy, guys. Yeah. You're, you're our yeah. first interview, and I just want to like, eh, we did that. Um, it was super fun. Um, hopefully, we'll see you around again. Hopefully, yeah. we'll see you around again, and hopefully, we see you in the universes again somewhere, yeah. somehow. Yeah. Um, hopefully, every year I can come back still talking about Hawkeye or yes, some please. Marvel yeah. adjacent something. Yes. Also, you guys are dope. I would just come back and chit chat anyway. Please <laughs> reach out. I'm literally just <laughs> just sitting in my room, just talking to myself about these things. So I thought I might as well invite other people to do it <laughs> with me. And um, you know what? I think people underestimate the power of trying and the power of believing in yourself enough to do something that might not work out. So yeah. congratulations. I'm proud of you as well. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. But uh, the rest of the team, if you could sign off. Hey, everybody. Jamal James again. Uh, you can find me at uh, the Jamal James on Instagram. He, him, his, my pronouns. I got Facebook and I got Twitter, but don't really use it that much. Omar Washington here. Um, he, him. 
And again, you can't find me on social media right now because my pages are private. Uh, in the meanwhile, you can find me here. Does that mean it's my turn? Oh. Yes. <laughs> Richard Harden, uh, he, him, you can find me at Richard underscore Harden. It's H-A-R-D-O-N. I'm on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, but I'm usually talking about money on there. Peace up. <laughs> Generational wealth. <laughs> hey everybody, my name is Jason Williams. You can find me on Instagram. I'm under my favorite Power Ranger, Blue Ranger 83. And I am Zuri Washington. She, her pronouns. You can find me at Zuri with a fringe on top. That's Zuri with a Z, not Zuri with an S. And don't forget to follow the podcast on Super Black Podcast. Um, and all, on IG and on Twitter, you can find us at Super Podcast. Um, and I want to again thank our special guest, Adetimpo Thomas, yeah. for being yes. here. Yes, guys. She was fabulous. So much fun. And don't forget, should you need heroes, we've got your back. We fear no topic, we attack. If conversation is what you lack, you'll find it here with Super Black. Black. Bye.